Welcome back to the Talk and Chop podcast brought to you by the folks over at Chief of Staff KC. This week, we're joined by a man who really doesn't need an introduction, but I'm going to feel like uh, <laughs> I'm announcing Tiger Woods at the U.S. Open here cool. uh, with all these accolades. Uh, but our guest is Scott Havens, who is the VP and shareholder at Hub International, founder of the Top Gun KC Networking Group, along with like, what, now 10, 12 other groups as well. Um, hosted the Drinks with Leaders podcast with uh, or the weekly show on LinkedIn with Aaron Folk, recent Next Gen Leaders Award winner. Congratulations, by the way, as well as uh, 40 Under 40. Um, and honestly, just one of my favorite people here in Kansas City. Um, Scott, welcome. Very excited to have you this week. How are you doing? Good. I'll slide you the money under the table. <laughs> That's a really good intro. Right over here. Right and over then here. Uh, I also uh, work with the gentleman here at Let It Fly Media uh, with Ben and Andrew. And mm -hmm. uh, we do a podcast called Let Me Be Brief. Yep. And it's really Matt Basinger and Andy Rieger that make the show. <laughs> We're just the guys in the background. Mm -hmm. But uh, they're incredibly intelligent and smart. And I know they've spoken to to your group, The Loop. Mm -hmm. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for being here. Check yep. out that podcast, by the way. Yeah. It's yeah. actually great. Easily bingeable, too, mm -hmm. if you got an afternoon where you uh, have a drive or something. So, uh, well, that's good to hear. Um, this week, we'll cover Scott's career story, um, as well as his opinions on networking in Kansas City for young people, uh, experienced people, servant leadership as well. And then we'll kind of go over um, our pretty much jaw-dropping performance by Mahomes <laughs> on, against the Jets last <laughs> week, um, as well as our fantasy advice for the week and a uh, preview for the Panthers game coming up on Sunday. Uh, but first, we're bringing you our positions of the week brought to you by Chief of Staff Kansas City. Uh, your local trusted talent scouts will bring you the best admin and marketing, accounting and finance, operations, sales and HR talent Kansas City has to offer. Um, Lucas, what do you got this week? Yeah, so we have another exciting controller position. Um, two or three right now that we're working on. So even if this one doesn't necessarily fit your fancy, you know, we could have a few other options uh, as well. So don't hesitate to reach out. But for this one specifically, last week we had the property management, real estate world. This year, a little bit more in the nonprofit sector. Um, so if you kind of have that, that itch or you have that experience, that's going to be very beneficial for you moving forward. At least five years of experience. Um, public accounting from a big four firm or even an elite eight firm would be uh, also a plus. And then if you've jumped out into the corporate accounting world as well, that's going to put you up the ranks even higher. Um, you know, offloading duties of the CFO is really the main gist of this position. So you're going to be wearing a few different hats. Um, supervisory experience would be a plus. And then the benefits, 100% paid for, great retirement, good 401k. Um, and like I said, if this one's not for you, we have others, but this is a really fun one and exciting uh, position that yeah, man. You know, we get to work with these companies that are a little bit under the radar. Like I've yeah. said before, you've always so. got the best, the best uh, jobs. I got a, I got a pretty cool one this week yeah. too, as well. Uh, it's a industrial engineer out in Olathe, Kansas. Nice. Uh, really looking for experience um, as a mechanical or controls engineer. Someone who's got a ideally experience uh, integrating machinery into like a production line. Uh, I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but if that sounds like you or someone you know, reach out to us and we'll walk them through it. Uh, but those are your positions of the week brought to you by Chief of Staff KC. Awesome. So, Scott, we're going to get into Talking Shop first, uh, business-focused podcast, uh, obviously. And so, you know, thank you for being here again. I really appreciate it. You know, we've been looking forward to this one for, for a while now. Yep. We've kind of talked about it since the beginning. So, you know, I'm sure everyone tuning in this week knows who you are, but not everyone has heard you share your, your synopsis of your career, right, or, or how you got to where you're at. So if you'll elaborate on giving us that background and walk us through to now. Yeah, I just want to compliment you guys on putting together this show because now I'm just incredibly distracted about the two <laughs> positions and thinking of people yeah. that want it. I would like literally listen for a full hour if you just describe different positions yeah. and what a great way to learn Kansas City 
and network, especially like a, a controller position, a non-for-profit, or working in a manufacturing firm in Olathe, like I'm just like trying to guess who it is right now. <laughs> You're the man, for but, sure. But uh, uh, no, career is boring. Uh, graduated in the recession from KU, was waiting tables at the Blue Moose because you couldn't nice. get a job bartending because yep. you needed five years of experience in a college degree. <laughs> uh, was really lucky uh, to cold call my way to where I am at today. Uh, my wife and I are really lucky. We're two of the youngest, I think the youngest shareholders for the largest broker in the world. Uh, which is uh, Hub, so it's about twice the size of a local company here in town that people know, and uh, we do healthcare benefits, and I'm able to do all that because my business partner Melissa Oliva uh, works with our clients 24/7, and I do business development 24/7. So sounds a little overwhelming, but I have a lot of time, and so I run 13 peer groups and sit on seven boards, and then I do two podcasts. So my goal is to make other people money, and I think if you do that for others, then they like you. And then my big mission, especially to folks like yourself that also help a lot of people, is get rid of all the takers in mm -hmm. your life. You know, if you just focus on the givers, which I think are only about 5%, and you get rid of the 95%, um, it's amazing what, what things can happen. So yeah. I'm just very thankful to be here with you, Lucas and Emerson, who are constant givers and always looking to help others and helping find them find work. So, you know, what a fulfilling uh, just daily thing yeah. to make people happy and uh, also have that responsibility to, you know, they're making a life-changing decision and they trust you with it. Right. Love it. I appreciate that perspective. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of plays into my next question when you're talking about, you know, giving more than you take and constantly preaching. Um, I think if you look up the definition of servant leader in the dictionary, Scott Haven's pictures uh, right <laughs> under there. Uh, so that's something that, like when we first met, that you really instilled in me. Uh, and it's something that I think you preach, you know, anytime uh, you're in front of people. Uh, but can you kind of walk us through your approach to business, how servant leadership kind of plays into that? Um, and, you know, not only business, but in networking as well, you know, connecting people constantly um, and going out of your way to do so um, and, and how that's kind of helped your career take its shape. Absolutely. So I don't want to be on a, a high horse that I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm, you know, servant leadership 24-7. Yeah. It's very strategic in nature. So, you know, I have uh, my wife, my son and my daughter, and my goal is to provide for them and uh, create a life for them. So I'm not just randomly going out and saying, hey, what do you need? But, you know, when you're young in your career in your 20s and you have nothing to give, you don't grow up with connections. Um, you know, for me, I cold called to get my connections and I helped people. So I had a servant leadership mentality because I had no other option. Mm. So I just had to figure out a way to give anything and, and everything that I could. Mm. Uh, now I'm careful with my time. Now, if it's someone that comes from humble means that may not have connections, 100%. If it's someone in transition that needs help, 100%. If they have an existing network and they're just calling to get help and their only intention is just for themselves, I'm very careful to guide them in the right direction over at the phone and make sure that I'm helping them. But I'm not going to take an hour, yeah, 30 sure. minutes drive, hour coffee, 30 minutes there. And so, you know, I think it's important when before marriage, before children, that you just do anything and everything, just 24-7 work. It's a great opportunity to get four steps ahead while your peers are, you know, 40-hour week job. Mm -hmm. They may only be working 15 of those 40. And if you can truly work 80-hour weeks, you know, you can be, in, you know, 30, 31 years old, but in the job of someone in their 50s. And so sure. I think yeah. that, you know, taking that approach to get four steps ahead every year is something that people can do. But um, I want to be really careful. I've somehow gotten the brand 
of, of which is not bad. I mean, that's like that's that's good. But I don't want to be falsely leading people that I'm just always right, right, helping right. others. I, of course. Uh, I I I think that's awesome that people think that. But I'm I'm pretty strategic. So yeah. if uh, if someone doesn't have something, I want to help them. But if I know they have a network and they're just looking for an opportunity, you know, I just try to guide them in the right direction yeah. instead of, uh, um, you know, sending out four or five introductions to get them an opportunity. Or, or more importantly, I do all the time refer people to chief of staff. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, we always appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Always Thanks appreciate that. Well, you know, when you're talking about kind of guiding on the right path, you know, one of the things, um, you know, that I'm always so thankful for, you've been an incredible mentor to me um, in the last two and a half years since I moved back to Kansas City. I remember, I still remember our first coffee, and I talk about this all the time whenever I meet with people, but you challenged me. Um, you know, we sat down and talked for maybe an hour and a half. And at the end of it, you challenged me to go meet 25 people in the next two months, and then you'd have another coffee with me. And you really set me on a path of networking here in Kansas City. And then obviously that's very important in such a tight-knit, mm -hmm. you know, small community like Kansas City is. Um, but can you kind of talk about, I guess, the value of networking um, here in Kansas City and, you know, why that's important for young people to take that seriously early on? And, you know, just some of the, um, I guess, examples of how that's kind of impacted your career. Yeah, I'm excited you brought that story. So I'm going to take it a totally different direction, which you're going to hate. <laughs> but the whole reason I did that is um, I uh, worked with a group um, six, seven years ago to start an all-women's group. I thought it was really important. This was pre um, where, uh, you know, there was a lot of all-women's group groups. There just what there At the time, there wasn't any in Kansas City. Yeah. And it started out, and I think the person made it more about themselves than they did about the group overall. Mm. And when I met Emerson, I was like, oh, my gosh, don't get too excited. I think he's the perfect fit to grow <laughs> yeah. a amazing networking group mm -hmm. because Emerson is amazing at talent to operate, to organize, to look out for others, to mm -hmm. strategically know how everyone fits into the room. So really, that was just a challenge of like, well, if he does this, you know, this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. And he did it. And then therefore, we spent the next year um, brainstorming um, what Emerson, uh, folks like yourself, and other leaders came together to form the Loop Kansas City, which I think is so wonderful. And if you can find a way to get in, I encourage people to find a way to get in. I know you guys don't really looking for new members right now, but if, if people can get in, I tell them, hey, find a way to get into the Loop. Yeah. You know, find a way to make one of the leaders happy, drive business to them, try to get an interview and try to get in. But when you collectively bring people together and you're not expecting anything in return, you develop a trust. Right. Yep. And that trust is what lets them know uh, that you're in it for the long haul. So in general, you should just be doing anything and everything. Networking is huge. Mm -hmm. um, I'll argue day in and day out that uh, you can always have a job, but if you want to grow a company, um, you have to have relationships. Yeah. And if you want to do anything, relationships are the only thing that, that really matters in my book and helping others. You could be the smartest person in the room and the best idea. It's the whole thing. If a tree falls and no one's there to hear it, mm -hmm. it's the same thing with your business idea. It's the same thing with what you think you should be. If you're not helping others achieve their goals, they're never going to help pull you along or bring you sure. up or find something for you. Yeah, that's cool. I never knew that story. Yeah, yeah. that's a fun one. Good yeah. deal. Huh? Still remember it to this day. <laughs> How yeah. long did it take you to meet the uh, I think I ended up, it only took me two months because I remember I was yeah. right on schedule in November when we had our second one. Yeah. It was, no, that's it awesome. was, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's mind-blowing, but I would tell you that there are little, if not anyone, that did what Emerson did. So I think it's just unique that yeah. um, that he he brought it all together. And 
congratulations on 20 and their 20. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you, you guys saw them. You know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, I was joking around about, you know, people that end up listening this far in the podcast. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if any of those things. But Emer right that Emerson um, actually, I think, ended up referring eight of the 20. So yeah. a reason to be in the loop is if you want to be in Ingram's 20 and their 20s, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's good to be in the loop because they – can bring awareness to your career and how you're making an impact in the community and and i think ingrams just does a wonderful job of of highlighting folks and in all their awards that they're doing so very I cool and special that. yeah Thank you, very you much. heard it here guys appreciate so that. i'm gonna get into ingrams <laughs> reach here. out um but no good deal so shout out joel goldberg for this next section i don't think we've ever given him yeah. the credit we've, we've twisted it yeah we, we've we made thought it, it was scott own. but they both use it i yeah. give all baseball analogy credit to joel yeah. <laughs> fair enough so joel if you've made it this far thank you uh, as far as, you know, every week, you, I don't know if you heard it or, or not, we've switched it to first down, sack, or Hail Mary. Uh, first down being a small uh, accomplishment that led to sequential success down the road. Um, sack being a small setback that you've had to push through lately. And then Hail Mary, Patrick Mahomes style, a lofty goal you have for the end of this year or next year. Um, but go ahead, take Yeah, I'm going to take a, an old school approach here. I felt like Warren Moon and uh, yeah. Derek Thomas sacking me seven times <laughs> in one game. But in general, you know, if you're not getting rejected 90 plus percent of the time or often, if you get rejected every day, call me. I want I want to work with you yeah. because that means you're drumming up opportunity to get a no. And so that's huge. So I'm not going to bore people. I don't think anyone really cares about insurance. Long story short, Hub's the largest privately held broker in the world. Now that our clients are getting acquired, we go on to become their global broker. Nice. So we root for our clients to get acquired. 150 Life Group became a 600 Life Group last month. And so our systems and the way that we connect technology to employee benefits, typically the other broker has a system that they just haven't gotten to that level yet. Yeah. So therefore it's easier when you're making an acquisition to roll everyone in the platform that's more advanced. So, um, you know, we root for our peers to have liquidity events. We want people to be acquired. We want that money to be reinvested in Kansas City. So mm -hmm. uh, we're rooting for that. And I really want to give a shout out to Darcy House. She runs Casey Rise. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the first people that just truly wants to help others. And uh, I had this conversation with Aaron Folk the other day, Michelle Robin, another person, truly wants to help others. Yep. So it's really rare um, that you don't want to get in that server mentality. That's not me, but Darcy Howell and uh, um, Michelle Robin are they? They are the or Dr. Robin. They are two people that if people don't know, they need to get to know them. Okay, awesome. Any lofty goal that you have out there by any chance for next year? No, I being chubby and approachable just allows <laughs> me to like people trust me and they're like, hey, well, that guy's not going to do anything, and so I'm just going to keep doing that. My goal is to make others money and uh, to strategically do it. And yep. so therefore they think of me and my family when they're thinking of a CFO with 50 or more employees, they're, they're thinking of someone like myself to introduce them to. Sure, yeah. awesome. Awesome. Yeah, well, uh, that kind of does it for yeah. the talking shop version. Scott, thanks for you know sharing some incredible insight. You're obviously one of the, the top young leaders here in Kansas City, and uh, I've learned so much from you, and I hope everyone at home did as well. So appreciate that. But uh, it's time to chop it up. Let's do it. It's time to chop it up. You can go ahead, Lucas. Excellent, man. So what a game, right? Mahomes' madness. I feel like people forgot about what he could do. I know, right? You know, and, and we've always played the hand that we're dealt. Um, I think Mahomes said something a little bit about 
you know, well, they were they were giving us the passing game. Right. So let's take advantage. I mean, the man threw for 400-plus yards, five touchdowns. He tweeted at uh, ESPN Fantasy and pretty much was, like, waving at him, saying, like, yeah. did you forget about me? Help yeah. my fantasy team, you know, oh, yeah. which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, now's the second time he's done so, you know, in 44 games uh, regarding the 400 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, so, he's the first uh, Chiefs player to do it without any interceptions as well. Correct. So, yeah. And I think the NFL record is, what, three by yeah. Joe Montana? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in 215 games. So 44, 215. Wild. Yeah. Um, you know, first in NFL history to throw over the 20 touchdowns and one or fewer interceptions in eight games. Yeah. And then he ranks right now top three uh, NFL uh, for yards, touchdowns, and quarterback rating. Yeah, so, so I mean the game. guy the guy was an MVP <laughs> and a Super Bowl MVP for a reason. Yeah. yeah, we get a couple running backs and that's all anyone can talk about. But yeah. we all know who the real best player in this league is. Uh, and he wears number fifteen for the Chiefs. So uh, it's always nice to see him show out. But um, you know, Scott, mm-hmm. um, we always give the uh, the guests the first take on the game. Obviously, Mahomes kind of wowed us. But what yeah. was what was your biggest impression from it? Time's yours. I just love that you guys just put together like a very informative segment, and you're just gonna hate me for the fact of like I <laughs> I have uh, people do my fantasy draft for me. Uh, I will say that um, a great uh, public speaker, along with Joel Goldberg, is Kendall Gammon. Yeah, yeah. And when um, Mahomes got the contract, um, you know, off the record, uh, uh, well, on the record now. Uh, <laughs> Kendall was was just saying, hey, he talked to a lot of guys in the locker room, and they said that's the guy that deserves <laughs> that contract. So I thought that was really interesting that's that cool, no yeah. one – a lot of times people are jealous when there are certain contracts like that, but no one has been jealous of it. They're just like, you know, he's, he's the type of person right. to do that. Uh, my only reaction is please – put in our backups because I was playing Mahomes in fantasy yeah. and I was playing my buddy that had all his guys on bye week. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was going to smoke him by like 40, 50 points. Yep. And Mahomes, I think uh, in my Yahoo league, put up like 40 plus. Yeah. And so I was just, you know, I was rooting for him, not the first three touchdowns, but then he just kept going. And I was like, <laughs> when is he going to get pulled? Right. You know, so um, I barely eked out a win. For five points, but um, you know it would have been really embarrassing if Mahomes singly, single-handedly would have beat me when there's like ten other players yeah. on the fantasy team. I mean, there are worse people to lose to, but that's never fun. Yeah, I mean, if I, if you're gonna yeah. lose to someone, it better be Mahomes. Won my fantasy yeah. league last year. Mahomes there is my quarterback. Go. There, there you go. go. That's what to do. Uh, well, outside of Mahomes, we also had uh, you know a couple other offensive stars: Travis Kelsey, Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill, and McCole Hardman. And a lot of people were dogging on him early in the year, but he's yeah. really shown up recently. That 30-yard jet sweep, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I mean, that just looked easy. He was just weaving in and out. He almost hit 100 yards. Um, and then Kelsey hit 7,000 career receiving yards. Um, yep. He's now had a reception in 103 straight games, which is crazy. Um, and and I don't care is that a record? For, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, it what might re- be. He has uh, the NFL record for most 40-plus yard receiving No, that's Tyreek Hill. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. That is Tyreek Hill. So what I wanted to get at, though, with, with Kelsey real quick before we dive into Hill you guys saw the Tony G tribute. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I don't dope. care about those flags. No, not at Do all. Do it again, please. Why, but why is that a flag? Well, Harrison Bucker kicked it to the goal line. Yeah. Anyway. So who broke the field goal post? That's why. Someone broke God, the field goal post it. doing so it before the okay. yeah. yeah. And so I think you could see it teeter. Yeah. Is that kind of cool, though, that maybe, maybe that we could end up having two of the top tight ends of all time of on one team? That yeah. could kind of be. Kind of be nuts if Kelsey keeps it going. Very doable. And so I I was kind of jumping the gun. Hill also has that record 
uh, or has a record of 40 plus yard receiving touchdowns, um, which I think Randy Moss. Yeah, he's tied with Randy Moss. It's 23. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's 26 years old. Um, think about so that. Just one more 40 yard, and he had a, what, a 35 yard touchdown too. Where yeah. The other touchdown didn't, wasn't over 40, but. I mean, the guy's ridiculous. He's the fastest player in the NFL. And yeah. he, uh, Mahomes even came out, he was mic'd up during the game, but he was giving props to Arrowhead fans for not running down and trying to congratulate Tyreek. Good, good protocol. Like, yeah, yeah, good <laughs> protocol. So uh, good job, Arrowhead. Yeah. Um, outside of that, though, the defense played lights mm-hmm. out. I mean, you're playing the Jets. It's, you know, it's whatever. But we'll they, it. uh, you know, it's, it's, good, it's good reps out there. Um, so zero TD scored against the Chiefs. Um, only two first downs total allowed in the second half. Uh, March the seventh game, they've held an opponent mm-hmm. under 21 points, um, and they're tied for the league league in takeaways uh, with Cleveland, Seattle at 14 right now. So they're playing well. I did want to give another shout out to Turk Wharton. We talked about him last year. I think I called him Anthony Wharton. That's my bad. Yeah. You know, hand up. But Tershawn Wharton, um, he's now rated the second number all overall uh, defensive lineman in the NFL, rookie defensive lineman behind Chase Young, who's the number two overall pick. This guy was undrafted out of a Missouri S and T. Just absolutely diamond in the rough. I and just wanted to shout him out so now that chris jones we we did hear this uh, moving up and we'll touch on it yep. now that he's on um you know the COVID 19 list moving forward another opportunity for him to step in and make a big impact so we'll see how it goes but yep. yeah we, we came out rather unscathed though overall yeah. um no injuries but the schwartz and sammy were obviously out not like it mattered though yep. <laughs> so, True. no big deal i think frank clark went down with a sore knee I saw him kind of yeah, he, a little he was, bit. He's, he was practicing today, though. In so full. Is, so is Sammy and Legarius. So we're getting we're getting healthy. Beautiful. Yeah. Into our bye week too, which is great. I don't think they should play Legarius, honestly. But we'll Icing see. on the cake, though, right? We'll, yeah. we'll get in, get out, and, and come back to that. But yeah, fantasy. Yeah. We'll dive into that next. So you, yeah, we you, haven't covered it in a couple weeks, man. It's yeah. Been a while. You you play a little bit, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm going to give a real big cheat to anyone that has family and kids. If you can find a 16 year old, a 24 year old to do your draft for you, you're crazy <laughs> not to do it. So that's been a little bit of a secret sauce where- uh, Did you pass I'll, him some money? Yeah, the I always, I have a lot of, co- absolutely. Yeah. So uh, $40 an hour, which draft, <laughs> yeah. so- yeah, that's You guys are listening. Yeah. And, uh, um, but in general though, you know, I think it's impossible if you're trying to work to keep up with everything. So, you know, I'm in first place in a very competitive- There you go. Competitive league. And so, you know, I think it's important, but, uh, you know, when you when you got someone that does your, you know, you get Kamara and you get Russell Wilson, you get a bunch of good just workhorses mm-hmm. that yeah. just, you know, your running backs are producing 15, 20 points a game. You can mm-hmm. you can be like, wow, that 18 uh, year old that watches ESPN <laughs> all day yeah. knows what he's doing. <laughs> right. So is that who you like for this week? Um, you got any any players you like? No, I looked up the spread um, and just totally cheated. You know, I'm a, you're an old man when you have to look up points to talk uh, sports. But um, shout out to Chris Jones, former neighbor of mine. That's cool. Uh, so my wife and I were in an apartment for less than four years ago. Uh, this was before um, having a lot of success in business. And Chris Jones was our neighbor. <laughs> really? And so he we shared a wall together. And so just nice as can be. I hope he's doing well. And, and uh, just super cool that... Uh, you know, a guy signs a huge contract. He's just oh, yeah. living in an apartment yeah. and just, just a great <laughs> dude. So yeah. That's excellent. Um, for fantasy, for me, I try to do these, like, fringe players because I feel like it's obvious you're going to start Pat. You're going to start right, Tyreek. Right. We're not going to waste your time there. So for a flex, <clears throat> or if you're a running back needy team, you know, or a potential flex start and you're teetering on the lines of Le'Veon Bell, and maybe you started him last week and thought it was going to be a huge breakout revenge game, 
don't give up. I, yeah. I say start him this week. He's due. Um, you know, it's the third week in the offense. It's going to take him a little bit to gel with everybody. And, right. you know, Andy's still chomping at the bit, continuously, you know, drilling these new packages into his head. So uh, I say start him in your flex or, like I said, running back needy team with all the injuries this year, get him in there. Um, sit Devontae Parker. A lot of people, and again, you can fade me on this pick if you want, um, but I don't think Tua is up to speed just yet. Could he? Could he make a, a long play and a touchdown? Sure, and, and maybe he gets up to 10 points or so, but I don't think he gets the 15, 20 points that you're going to need in your flex to win your, your week. Um, you're playing the Patriots. Yeah, he had like five yeah, points last week. Bill Belichick's yeah. phenomenal, keen on players and taking them out of the yep. game. He's done that to Kelsey against us a couple times, so I think that they will go after Miami's playmakers, and that would be Devontae. So sit him, find someone else. You can throw in Marvin Jones. Um, Kenny Galladay's hurt this week, so he'll get a lot of uh, touches. Or even Justin Jackson, keep... Uh, streaming him in your flex the chargers continue putting up points yeah. and, and have a great quarterback to do so with i got a couple of waiver wire ads it is thursday when we're recording this so if they're still available i'd go snag them but <laughs> if they're not yeah i cannot drop the ball on that but uh i would say jordan howard is probably my biggest one this week um the dolphins have both matt Breida and miles gaskin out this week on the ir so i would go ahead and start jordan howard um they have patrick laird as their pass catching back but jordan howard gets all the uh um, goal line yep. touches and uh, you know with Tua mm-hmm. kind of being a bit shaky they'd probably lean heavy on the run especially against Bill Belichick um, outside of that J.K. Dobbins is starting to get a, a, a pretty big volume of the carries in, yeah. um, he went through a little rut Ravens. Yeah. but he's back now yeah and so now again he's a rookie getting used to the offense um, they're going to start giving him more carries so maybe pick him up maybe not start him this week but stash for later in the year uh, and then finally, Corey Davis uh, of the Titans. I don't know if he would be a waiver wire pickup, but if he might be a, a trade ship if you want to look into him. A.J. Brown's questionable this week, but Corey Davis had like 26 points last week. He's had mm-hmm. consistently over 15 points pretty much every week this week or this year that he's been healthy. Um, they are all playing the Bears this week, which might be a, a bit of a difficult matchup. But again, uh, I would look at trading for him because he's got some tremendous value at a, a number two wide receiver slot. So Yeah, no, he's yeah. a beast. Um, yeah. We'll dive into the week eight preview now, and we'll kind of let you take it first. But just to give you a small recap to re rack your brain if you haven't looked into it, the three and five Panthers come to town, three game losing streak. You know, looks like run CMC, Christian McCaffrey, the cheat code from, yeah. from last year is going to be back in the lineup. Um, well, Scott, what are your, your thoughts for this game? Yeah, McCaffrey's brothers are really good. Uh, <laughs> so I've seen their highlight videos, but don't really think of it being that big of a deal. I think the over under was. Uh, 54, and then the spread's 10 and a half. So I, uh, uh, you know, don't really have much of a of a pick on it. So I think uh, I'm embarrassed of how intelligent you guys are on this. I'm going to kick it to you. Sure, go uh, ahead. You yeah. can take it from here if you want. So yeah, I just think um, obviously with uh, Christian McCaffrey returning to the offense, they're probably mm-hmm. going to feed him the ball a lot. Like he's yeah. not going to come back and just take it easy. You know, they're going to work him if he's ready to go. He's going to want the ball. He's that type of player. They could feed him, you know, 20 times up to yeah. 35 times. You never wow. know. I would go ahead and, you know, when these lines come out, bet the overs on both receiving yards and running, uh, yeah. rushing yards. I mean, he's, again, he's coming back off an injury, but he's fresh. He's ready to mm-hmm. go. He's going to want to get after the defending champs. Again, every time we play a team this year, we're going to get their best shot. So I think they're going to want to come out and, and really reestablish him in this offense. Mm-hmm. Even though Mike Davis did a good job, um, you know, filling in for him. He's the best running back, one of the best running backs in the league, yeah. if not the best. So I think they're going to use him a lot. So, yeah. Good deal. Yeah. So I drew up three keys to victory for this week. Um, the first one kind of goes hand in hand with your point. You know, stop run CMC. Uh, it's tricky. 
Yeah, yeah. If you, if you don't get it, please go to Spotify right now. Type in It's Tricky and listen to it. It's a classic. Um, if you take him out of the game, you're going to allow Teddy Bridgewater or make Teddy Bridgewater throw the ball. And he's not very good. I mean, he's okay. He's, he's not a mobile he's an, quarterback. He's an NFL player, so I can't Pocket dog passer. on him too hard. Yeah. But you stop run CMC, you make them pass. That's where we want to uh, go. And that leads to my sec- second point, which is bump and run on the line uh, with their receivers. So they have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, who have both looked pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get on the line with um, Legereus Sneed since he's back and Charverius Ward, who's kind of had a chip on his shoulder with not the greatest games lately, um, hit them on the line early when they're getting off their routes, and that's going to allow us to get some interceptions and our defense yeah. to continue stepping up. Uh, last point, maintain a, a pass-first heavy offense. If we get out up front early, then we can engage our, our dual running back combo Le'Veon Bell and, and Clyde the Glide Hilaire, and, and we'll really kind of just stick it to them, and, yeah. and they won't be able to catch up. Scott, have you been to a game yet this year? I have not. I've actually, a lot of our mutual friends have wanted to go, but um, I have a a lot of pregnant people in my world, yeah. and so if I got caught, uh, not my wife's not pregnant, but uh, we're at that age where everyone's having kids, so I have not gone. Uh, but I just can't believe you had to... Uh, Tell people the reference. It's tricky. So yeah. I know I'm on a, I know well, I'm on a Gen Z podcast a when when uh, the old millennial here is like, what? Well, you, that's not common knowledge. Yeah, unfortunately, some of our viewers yeah, probably will have to look that, that up, but, but hope you didn't. Yeah, I uh, I ended up getting invited to the game this week, so I'm excited to go and kind of see how that all goes. Me and Lucas are going with our yeah. colleague Bryce and then Cody as well. Oh, Shout out awesome. Chris Satos yeah. for the, the tickets as well. Um, yeah, I'm excited, but you have to like you need to spit into a cup. And then, like, send it through FedEx to get uh, tested negative in order to get, like, uh, you know, your tickets and everything. It's kind yeah, of Clinical crazy Reference though. Laboratory is a local company here in town. There's lots of companies that do antibody testing or just testing in general. Mm-hmm. But you want to support local. They're, uh, they're uh, a great organization yep. to just Google Clinical Reference Laboratory. Uh, it's actually pro- it's probably a client of Chief of Staff. Sounds I've heard the of ma- them, they're, 100%. They're the ma- uh, yeah. Think of them, uh, 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 Americo or Imperial Finance yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Clinical Reference Laboratory. We won't say the name of the family, but uh, it's yeah. under that portfolio yep, of yep. companies. Gotcha. Um, well, and back to the game. Do you have any like players you're watching for this week at all? No, not necessarily. I do think Kelsey hasn't really um, had just a monster game, and so I just don't know what he's doing. But also, I think it just speaks to him just being a team player. Yeah. So. Uh, that was my player to watch on the offensive side, and I want to brag about being neighbors with Chris Jones. There so, but uh, no, other than that, I'm just ready for the score. I, I don't. I think the Chiefs uh, statistically have the easiest schedule yep. moving forward, and then two people in our division, uh, the Chargers and Raiders, also do. So, I'm a big stats guy, mm-hmm. and so you know, my my worry is that you know to steal a Bill Belichick that you guys were referencing earlier. We just kind of play against ourselves, yep. you know. Yeah. We gotta have like a three-quarter game and get the back. I mean, I'm not gonna knock on wood because we'll a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But you know, my worry is just you know how do these guys stay motivated? How do they keep pushing? Uh, I'm glad we're not mm-hmm. undefeated. I'm glad we're not the Steelers. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, especially going into a bye week and or so yeah. that, you know they they know they have this rest coming up. They just gotta get over this one more week. You can't be complacent with it. So. I think Andy Reid has a ridiculous stat. So this win will put him fifth overall winning as coach. Mm-hmm. But then also, we I mean, not last year we won after a bye week, but I think like two, three years ago, we 
we lost, but Andy Reid prior to that had some ridiculous mm. stat line he's where he's yeah. won uh, the vast majority after right. a bye week. So good point on uh, – I didn't even realize that we had the bye coming up, so yeah. how big of a fan I am on, <laughs> on knowing the schedule. But just in general, though, you know, this could be a big hiccup game. So now I'm kind of questioning – the score I put together because how motivated can you be? Yeah. Well, speaking of score, we'll just dive right into predictions. Yeah. You want to give us what you initially were thinking? Or yeah, I was it? thinking about 34-17, but I think I'm going to go uh, 34-24 and then over on the spread. Okay. Okay. I think this is going to be a lot closer game than people may think right off the bat. I, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish I didn't feel this way. Um, I'm going to go with 34-28. I think it they keep it close or they try to mount a comeback at the end. Not too confident in our run defense just yet. No, I mean, I, I agree. Um, I Again, the reason I think that they're going to give so, McCaffrey so many touches is we just haven't proven that we can stop the run consistently, um, especially backs out of the backfield too. I think this could be a big Willie Gay um, to game mouth, just yeah. to, to try to isolate him. But um, I had 37-24, but now that I'm rethinking that too, I think I'm going to go, let's go 30 Four to, oh man, now 34-27, is that what you said? I said 34-28. Okay, I'll go 34-27. I'll keep it close. I don't think we cover. Um, I, I think, I think it, again, it'll be a little bit closer than most people expect. We Yeah, it's going to be interesting how we're going to score that many points of them running the ball that much, too. So now true. it's been, I mean, you know, Vegas is good for a reason. Yeah, yeah this is true. That is true. Um well, yeah, I mean, uh, Scott, you got any last thoughts before we wrap things up this week? No, just uh, honestly, just really appreciative of everyone that works at Chief of Staff. Um, you guys have been really good long-term partners of mine personally for a really long time. Um, just love everything, Lucas and Emerson, that you guys are doing in the community. And, you know, I think that if people can get on board on your boat and you guys can create your own wake together instead of creating everyone's individual, you know, people can have a lot of success jumping yeah. on your boat. That's well, awesome. yeah, one, I appreciate the time. I know how busy mm -hmm. you are. Um, so thank you for being with us this week again. Uh, but also thanks for everything you've done for me personally uh, through my career. I know I wouldn't be, um, you know, leading the loop or you know, as successful, um, you know, even in mention yeah. of Ingram's list uh, without your help along the way. So I really do appreciate your guidance and mentorship and advice throughout the years. I'm going to slide more money under the table. <laughs> you know, thank you. And I wouldn't be in the loop without you then, right? Yeah. So I right. appreciate that. That's back. my sentiment. Yeah. Uh, well, that does it for week nine of Talking Shop. It's crazy that we're this far, uh, but Zooming. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so whether you're listening on YouTube, Apple, mm -hmm. or Spotify, make sure to subscribe to catch all our interviews, all our weekly episodes with some of Kansas City's top leaders like Scott and some personalities as well. Um, Scott, again, thanks so much for being with us, sitting down with us to chop it up. Um, we'll catch you all next week. And as always, go, go Chiefs. Chiefs.